Plug those headphones in. It's time for Ireland's only interactive podcast, the multi-award winning Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. You're very welcome to this latest Opinions Matter podcast with Adrian and Jeremy. I'll let you know in just a moment what we want to talk about on this latest edition of Opinions Matter. But before that, I want to give a big shout out to our current show sponsors, The Snail Box. Now, The Snail Box is a bar and uh, restaurant located just off the N2 between Ashburn and Slane at Kilmoon Cross. It's a family-run business. They're all lovely people as well, every single one of them. And it is my favourite restaurant restaurant in the whole of Ireland. They're open seven days a week. They've delicious food, friendly service and fun for the whole family. They've an amazing collection throughout uh, the bar and restaurant of uh, memorabilia, um, including a special uh, football signed by the late Brazilian legend Pele. They've a world record baseball cap collection. And if you want to help them to increase the volume of baseball caps that they have, although I don't know if the building is going to sustain it because all of the baseball caps are across the roof inside uh, the snail box, and I'm sure the weight of them at this stage must be pulling the building down, but they've already collected over 7,000 baseball caps. You can help them add to their collection. You just bring a baseball cap in from anywhere in the world, drop it into the snail box, and in return, they will give you one of their own. My thanks to the snail box for their ongoing and continuing support of the Opinions Matter podcast. Now, what do we want to uh, talk about on this latest edition of Opinions Matter? Last night, uh, Gardaí were at the scene of a protest in the South Dublin village of Ballybrack, where a uh, building is claimed to be used for uh, housing refugees. Roads into Ballybrack were closed as the demonstrations, which started yesterday afternoon, uh, continued last night. Um, Witnesses said they saw fireworks, eggs and other missiles being thrown at the building throughout the day, resulting in several uh, broken windows. Uh, They added there were around 100 people protesting in the village uh, yesterday evening and sources say several, in fact I've seen them myself, several prominent far-right activists were uh, in attendance, uh, some of whom uh, were streaming live online and everything else. So, Here's the thing. I'm going to play a little bit of audio from uh, various different videos that were doing the rounds yesterday. And what you will hear here at the start is uh, windows being smashed and you will uh, hear people saying how unhappy they are. You will hear one guy, uh, a guy called uh, Philip, addressing the crowd. Have a listen to this edited highlights of uh, some of the audio from this protest yesterday. They're doing it up for migrants coming in here. And the guards are saying it's offices, offices with bunk beds and sofas and all the amenities they need. Nobody wants them here. Somebody put the windows and doors in. I don't know who done that, but people are not happy. So we're up here protesting. The old window, is it? What are you crying about, you little girl? Ah, the window's blocked out, and then. What's going on here, bro? 
Yeah, but here we putting in though. Here we putting in here. Yeah, now you're walking, but here's going into it. You don't know, so who owns the place? You don't care. Well, I do. I live a fucking round here. My kids are around here, right? Yeah, well, I fucking care. Walking here. Yeah, right, whatever. Who owns the place? Who owns the place? Well, I don't know. He's walking here. I just don't understand. Yeah. No, you understand that, mate? But they're putting in fucking fake refugees all over the kid. He's won't be putting in no fake refugees around here and dancing their fucking kids and telling you here now, right? It's happening all over the country and it won't be fucking happening here. It's not Ukraine, yeah. He said, yeah, Ukrainian families, you come on there with that. We've had old homes around here, right? He said that everywhere there's no men. Now, I mean to tell you, they're saying that for fucking months, it's women and children, all right? They're saying that for months and then they're fleeing military-aged men getting put in here with no documentation or nothing. Yeah, you can nod your head all you fucking want, but it's happening all over the country, mate. And it won't be happening fucking here, you can tell your boss. We'll be back here now later on again, right? Simple as fucking that. Um, totally opposed to this, like yourselves. I just want to urge everybody here, first of all, anyway, before I urge you to do anything, fair play to everybody to come out and show your, your, your concern, your, your peaceful concern about what's happening here to your community. And your government are the ones who are solely to blame. And I just want to urge, and I've done this before in Thingless and other places as well, that don't give them away, don't give them what they want here. Stay peaceful, stay dignified, stay calm, especially the young people. We're just as bad as them if we show violence. We're just as bad as them if we show violence. Now, that was from uh, yesterday uh, in Ballybrack Village. And uh, he describes that was a guy called uh, Philip. He's a, a citizen journalist who, who happens to be at all of these protests. Yeah, and Philip, he decided Philip, to Philip uh, he decided to address the crowd yesterday. That's and right, say, say, you're, you're after saying citizen journalist. Can I just tell you that comes with no qualifications? Yeah, no, that's all. a self-described citizen Literally, journalist. Literally, the yeah. man walks around with yeah. a selfie stick. And anyway, the point he, he made in that uh, clip that I just played was continue to show your peaceful concern. And can I just let him know that he's speaking after the windows in the building have been smashed to smithereens. He was standing beside the bloody building with the windows uh, smashed. You heard one woman saying, oh, well, I don't like it, but we're, we're upset. This is just not uh, uh, acceptable anymore. To think that people have a right to smash up buildings uh, because they're concerned about what might be going into the building, it's just, uh, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And then... What's even worse is the videos that I saw later on in the evening was just a crowd of absolute toe rags in Ballybrack uh, Crossroads playing bloody football. Yeah, that don't throw off fireworks. They don't care about refugees or they don't care who's going just in. Jumping just jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit more about these protests and whether or not you support that sort of direct action because the protest in Ballybrack Village last night came just 24 hours after a local councillor uh, in Ballybrack revealed that a Rick was thrown through the front front window of his home by anti-immigration protesters. Now, the councillor's name, he's an independent councillor, his name is Hugh Lewis, and he uh, joins me on the line. Hugh, good afternoon and welcome to Opinions Matter. How are you, Adrian? Very good, man. Uh, good, thanks, Hugh. Thanks very much indeed for uh, talking to us. So, uh, I'll, talk, I'll talk a bit more about what happened in Ballybrack Village last night in a second, but uh, firstly, tell me exactly what happened uh, to your family home. Yeah, well, on, on Monday night, approximately 20 to 12, quarter to midnight, I got a phone call from my dad uh, to say that a projectile had been launched through the window of the of the house, the front 
the front room window um, through double glazing uh, rocks basically with a sign attached urging me um, uh, to desist from uh, what they said helping effing refugees um, so I mean I, I'm a public representative obviously basically it was a, a, a threat for me to stop doing my job as I as I perceive. Okay, so um, a, a projectile was launched in through the uh, window of the house where you don't actually live anymore, am I right? No, I don't live anymore, no. And it, but, I mean, this is my family home. I've been elected since 2009 and rooted in the area and most people probably thought, or it was listed on the internet as my home, so most people probably thought um, it was um, me living there. In fact, it made you know, possibly evidence the fact that it wasn't local or ever done the thing either. Mm. Okay, so uh, your um, your elderly father, your 78-year-old dad, was in the house at the time. Mm. Uh, I, I trust he wasn't injured? No, he wasn't injured. But, uh, I mean, it's, it's only a matter of months before or since my mum has passed and she would have actually been sitting in the chair uh, where this came in through the window, do you know? So it's only, it's only look, no, was injured. Thank you. Okay, oh, now the, the, uh, the projectile that uh, went through uh, the window said uh, things like, this is your last warning. Now, yeah, yeah. why are you being issued, um, and I use this in air quotes, with a final, uh, last warning? What, what are they angry at? Uh, well, we could talk about this all day, but I mean, the, the, the two people you showed clips from um, are two of the far-right organisers from outside the area, and it was, it was a very specific... Um, strategy have as well as of course deploying misinformation and spreading fear. One of the strategies they have is not to target those uh, decision makers and policy makers uh, in governments but actually to target community leaders that don't go along with their narrative and don't believe in scapegoating. Uh, they come for the likes of me first and I'm not certainly a person that would um, be intimidated into, into silence. So quite obviously it's a strategy to, as far as I'm concerned, divide the working class um, and that's that's a strategy that they have employed all over the place. And certainly government has a hell of a lot to answer for uh, in this scenario and, and every other scenario in a similar situation across the country. OK, there, there is this narrative that uh, councillors like yourself uh, are supporting the mass migration of people into Ireland and the housing of them in Dunleary Rathdown. Uh, what do you yeah. say to all of that? Well, first of all, look, I'm, I'm an independent councillor. I'm not in government. So I'm not one of the, the uh, people that vote to either uh, you know, evict people, to lift the eviction ban, or to uh, provide accommodation for asylum seekers. If, if it was uh, myself or the likes of myself, uh, we would not treat homeless people, whether they're Irish or otherwise, the way the government is currently treating people. And the reality is the government's uh, treatment of asylum seekers is a continuation of the same treatment they've always given them. Um, and it's, it's you know, the current homeless situation is indicative of the same treatment that asylum seekers get. So, in fact, I would argue that many people have more in common with those. If they were to sit down and have a conversation with many of these asylum seekers, they would actually realise they're more in common with them than they probably do uh, the government themselves that are making these decisions. Okay, so that, that was the uh, attack on Monday night on your uh, family home, where a brick with a warning, this is your last warning, was lobbed at, uh, at your house with your, your dad inside. And obviously that's somebody trying to intimidate you as a uh, local councillor. And from what I'm hearing, you, it's not going to intimidate you. No, it's not going to intimidate me. I, I mean, I would use this opportunity to encourage people to desist from these protests I mean, irrespective of what you believe about asylum seekers or even if you believe all the misinformation going around, 
there's no strategy and no logic in targeting uh, asylum seekers or targeting properties where they're meant to be. Even if we removed every single asylum seeker out of this country, we would still have a housing crisis. The same housing crisis we had before the increase in people seeking asylum in this country. So it's not an us versus them scenario. The government has 13 billion as a surplus next year. As a councillor, I've always argued that it's uh, you know it's more pragmatic for the councils and the government to be building council housing like the one that was attached to my own uh, family home, still a council house. It makes far more interest, uh, far more sense to be building homes and providing homes for everyone. And it's certainly not a case of well, we can either look after homeless people or we can look after uh, international protection applicants. There's an unfairness and an injustice done to us all in this society, but we're not going to solve that by by either uh, attacking asylum seekers or pointing fingers to someone else that's sitting beside you in the social housing uh, waiting area, for example. I mean, okay, so, really so what we saw the then... No one else. What we saw then in uh, Ballybrack Village yesterday and into yesterday evening was, yes, a, um, a number of what I would call uh, concerned residents, and you can understand why they may have concerns, but I saw that whole uh, get-together being hijacked by a load of young fellas uh, just out for a bit of mischief, uh, including the people yeah. who smashed the windows of the, uh, the building. Look, look, yeah, I, I must have, first of all, I, you know, I was one of these young lads myself at one stage. You know, I'm, a bit, I'm pushing forty now, so it's a bit rich to say I'm one of the young lads. I remember what it's like to be a teenager in Ballybrack, to be disenfranchised, um, you know, to be, you know, to see for yourself the type of class division there is in Dunleary. I can understand why young people are angry, and I can also understand that if their elders are telling them there's a perceived threat coming into the community, then a lot of young people are going to respond to that, and that's even more reason for those that know better. And the likes of this supposed uh, citizen journalist uh, not to be perpetuating this hate and this misinformation around the place. There's so many people uh, that know better that unfortunately are using this as an opportunity for their own agenda. And okay, so you think that they're 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 egging on they're egging on the young people. They're egging on the young people and they're spreading mistruths. And they're also the last people that would care about these young people when it comes down to it, you know. The people that are on this protest tomorrow, if they come for me looking for help with them tomorrow, I will offer them help the same as I always done. Um, if an asylum seeker comes off and asks me for help, I will offer them help. I don't discriminate against people. And I very much hope, hope this whole process can be turned into a positive one. Okay, but when, when you see, and, and, and just finally, Hugh, when you see the likes of what happened to your own family home, when you see uh, a building in the centre of Ballybrack Village being smashed, well, the, the windows and the doors being smashed to smithereens, um, none of this is going to achieve anything, is it? No, it's going to achieve absolutely nothing. In fact, all it's actually going to do is frustrate people, probably encourage them not to bother voting. Uh, you know, they'll be told, what's the point in uh, protesting for something that's actually achievable, like a mass housing campaign, uh, because, you know, everything everything has been dictated and controlled outside of their influence. I'm a person that understands if we put as many people on the streets as we had during the water campaign, for example, uh, the government will be forced into building housing. But that's the only way we achieve things. If you want to achieve things by protest... OK, but, but, but throwing, b- throwing bricks at councillors' houses and um, smashing up buildings is not the way to get there. It's not the way to get there. Mm. As, as tempting and as frustrating as people get, it's never... Violence is never the solution to these narratives, ever. 
Councillor Hugh Lewis, uh, I appreciate your time on this latest Opinions Matter podcast and our, and our uh, regards to your dad as well. I hope he's okay after that horrible yeah, incident the other evening. He's grand, he's thanks, Hugh, thanks very much indeed uh, for talking to us. Let me bring in Keith. No, people haven't got a right to smash up a building. Uh, they haven't got a right to, um, to do any criminal behaviour. Just like the government hasn't got a right to bring people in. I never voted for it. You're there to use voting for it, and anybody else did. But still, they will do it. They bring public order out when things aren't going their way. Then the public order decided to win heavy-handed. I know they didn't do it yesterday, but they could have easily went that way. So, yeah, Philip the Wire, I have to give I know you're saying he's not a, he's not a journalist, but anybody who was getting the word out there to people and what's happening around the area, around the areas in Ireland, not just Ballybrack or Ballymon or any of them places, is a journalist, because they're getting the word out to the people who would be kept in the dark otherwise if they if they didn't know, and they would believe everything that RTE would say to them, you know, or for, say, a new radio station when they're with, with the media. So, look, this is, this is it. This is what people are doing. And the guards just want to push their agenda now to get more laws out there now. You know, this is why they allow the crowds. Why didn't they stand around the building and protect it before it got broke up? They obviously knew refugees were going in and they allowed it to happen. So there you go. There's the future if all this keeps up. It's Ireland's most talked about podcast. The only podcast with live callers and live debates. It's Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. So a protest in Ballybrack Village by concerned residents was hijacked by scumbags smashing up a building, basically. And that's really all you can say because that's all they were. Yeah, and I mean, like, as I said a few minutes ago, a lot of the people in Ballybrack are genuinely nice people. That does not represent the whole community of Ballybrack, what happened there. As I said, the likes of Philip Dwyer and his cronies, none of them are even from Ballybrack. Um, you know, Philip Dwyer... Um, Animal abuser kicked a dog when he was a postman. That's that's on the court records. You can look up that story as well. Hanging around a crash, he was hanging around crashes, complaining to like, why does a man uh, who doesn't have kids in a crash hanging around a crash? I wouldn't want him near near my estate. If you want Philip Dwyer fighting your case, you're going to, you're going to the wrong person. You need to be talking to local representatives and don't believe the bullshit narrative that the far right give you about how's our own force? It's our own homeless are own. They don't give a fiddler's about about the Irish homeless because if they did, they'd be out protesting years ago. They're trying to create a them versus us situation. And if you for one minute think that any of those organisers care about the Irish homeless, the next time you see them, you ask them how. Ask Philip Dwyer how many homeless Irish homeless people he has living in his front room, and see what answer you get back. Gerard, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Gerard? I'm fine, thank you, Adrian. I'm just laughing at Jeremy there, calling people far right and scumbags. Well, they're not far right and they're not scumbags, OK? At the end of the day, I condone like, people breaking up buildings, OK? But at the end of the day, like, I've seen videos online, right from people, like, from like, certain organisations, which are true, where women and children have been attacked, OK? Now, at the end of the day, it needs to stop. I've got children. Like in Ireland, okay. And at the end of the day, I wouldn't like to see my daughter or my sons attacked by these people. Why? Why should Irish people have to suffer 
uh, um, well, these people, like, are living it up. Like, in hotels, five-star hotels at that, and, like, they're only living on the streets. It's ridiculous. At the end of the day, like, you know, if you want to, like, you know, like, do charity, charity begins at home. Like, not bringing in the whole bloody board, like, and looking after them. Like, it's that bad. Like, the services, like, are crumbling around us in Ireland. It's, it's that bad. Everything has gone to bloody pot. Like the guards, like, you know, when they take these people to court, like, they get like a slap on the wrist. If you bring a normal Irish person to court, they get like yeah, a they few get, years. Uh, they get slaps on the wrist as well. They get slaps on the wrist as well, unfortunately. Irish people get slaps on the wrist as well. No, unfortunately, they don't get slaps on the wrist, okay? At the end of the day, look, I know for a fact of certain cases that happened in Ireland where refugees went into court and literally walked out motion charges and the whole lot. It was an Irish citizen. You see, Jared, Jared, when I hear the line, Jared, Jared, when I hear the line, when I hear the line, I know for a fact, okay? When someone says that to me, I know for a fact. You know what the second thing I ask is, Yeah. Go on. Show me the facts. If someone says something is a fact, I want to show see the facts. Fact. So show, where, where, where's the facts? The so no, but I can send you the videos. Yeah, I can I'm, send you the videos. Okay, so I can send you the video. Send, send on the video. The, the, okay, but let, let me ask you a question I then. Send you uh, a video Jared. where a woman was attacked on the Grand Canal. Yeah, we saw that. Woman, yes, we saw the video. By a yeah. refugee. Yeah, by a refugee. How Not by an Irish person. At the end of the day, like, we have to protect our own people. At the end of the day, there's military aged men coming in unbetted. Like, I've seen another video. I don't know whether you've seen this one yourself of an Indian guy talking to um, a country lab, right? Now, when you hear this, he described how he came to Ireland. He shot up his own house, went to the authorities, basically, they put it in the paper. He came to Ireland. He comes to immigration. He rips up his passport. He pretends he can't speak English and he walks through. And that's how he got us to Ireland. Ridiculous. Like, Okay, there is no hang on. Okay, there is no doubt, Jared, and I uh, I've come across examples of this myself. There is no doubt that the system of asylum in Ireland is being abused by some. Okay, people arrive. It is. It's it's not being abused by some. It's being abused by every foreign national that wants to go there. And the reason why they're going there, and I'll be honest about this, Adrian, is because at the end of the day, here in the UK, what's happening is the government threatened to send them back to Rwanda, and they all went up in arms, right? And then a lot of them are still coming in, like from France and the whole lot, and they're being sent back daily, right? Because the UK government will not tolerate it. But like, where do they go next? The easiest target of all, Ireland. Like, we're a small country. We can't contain, basically, refugees. We cannot, like, have our industry, like, our hotel industry destroyed, our heritage destroyed, because these people want to come in and take everything from us. And then what will happen is they'll walk away in the end. They've no loyalty to Ireland. I'm Irish Republican and I'm very proud of it. And I love my country and I love my people. Okay, the government that caters to our people. And at the end of the day, you know, if it takes standing up and fighting back against these people, yeah, we will okay, stand uh, up and fight against see, here, here, Okay, here, here's the difficulty. Here is the, here is the difficulty. Um, and you, you did say at the start that you don't condone smashing buildings uh, that may house no, um, refugees or asylum. Secrets. But, but what, I'm, what I'm getting at is that some gobshites are being egged on to do things like that, to smash up buildings to smithereens because they think, yeah, this is what we have to do to get them out. Well, I think that's pretty sad. You know, there's other ways to, to get them out. And 
Well, you know, it's not the smart of building. At the end of the day, they shouldn't even be targeting the refugees. They should be targeting the government. And I'm glad to hear you. And I'm glad to hear you saying exactly that because this has been my argument on this conversation since it began. That it is not. uh, It it is not the fault of that building in Ballybrack. It is not the fault of people who were being housed in a hotel in Ballymun. Sorry, was it even confirmed that that building was going to be? No, no, no. There is a video that shows allegedly uh, beds and stuff being put into it. Uh, however, no, it hasn't been confirmed. Um, and even if it is confirmed, there was nobody in there. But you have to understand the frustration of the Irish people. No, but what I'm, what I'm getting... Yeah, yeah, but Jared, what I'm getting at is that uh, you just said exactly what I've been arguing since this whole thing yeah. began uh, a year or two ago. Protest outside Leinster House against the government yeah. um, and uh, whatever. Don't be lobbing bricks through the windows of innocent uh, councillors and take your protest where it should be and not be taken over little villages in South Dublin because a building may house refugees. It's very frustrating well, uh, to at watch. At the end of the day, what, what them people are saying, like Adrian, and I'll be honest with it, like, about this, right? I'm not talking like, about the issue of them breaking the window. As I said, I condone it. But what these people are concerned about is their daughters, their children being attacked by these people. At the end of the day, as well, like, there's like, Irish citizens out there like, that are homeless, that need homes have been born and reared in Dublin, Ireland and other places in the country and the government is basically making them wait 10, 15, 20 years for a home which is ridiculous it's their right to a home it says it in the constitution that they have a right to a home their children have a right to a home you know what breaks my heart like about all of this I've seen a video of a young kid like I don't know whether you've seen this yourself of a young kid sitting on the GTO steps eating food with his family homeless because like, why? Because the government is making Irish people second-class citizens. Well, in fairness, we're not second-class citizens. Jared, if you listen to this show regularly, you'd hear me saying Ireland is a bloody welfare state. We look after people too well. Um, you can literally sit on your... Exactly, mate. Exactly. No, 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 I'm, talking, I'm, talking, about, I'm talking about everybody. I'm not talking about any nationality. You can, you can go through life. As an Irish man, you can go through your whole life without having to lift a feckin' finger and get everything handed to you uh, left, right and centre. So we're, we're a welfare state. To, su- su- to suggest that we don't look after our own... To suggest we don't look after our own... No, to suggest we don't look after our own is a lie. That's a lie. Go on, yep. Can I ask you a question? Why are we a welfare state? I'll tell you why we're a welfare state. Because the government is exploiting the migrants. No, no, they're hanging. Jared, Jared, myself and Adrian. Myself and Adrian. Jared, myself and Adrian. Jared, myself and Adrian. Okay, Jared, myself and Adrian have been doing this type of show since before one asylum seeker set foot on, 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 on Irish soil, okay? Since before one asylum seeker arrived at Ireland, myself and Adrian have been doing this type of radio, and it's always been a welfare state, long before refugees well, and asylum seekers. people leaving in their droves to go to different countries? Hang on, in a lot of cases, Jared, they're leaving to look for a better life. In the sun of Australia, for example. Okay, let me. Okay, no, okay, no, no, no worries to need to leave their home because of. Like, okay, the, the, the one thing, the one thing that the West, uh, West. Okay, West, the West, one West, thing West. that we're going to agree on is the point that you made a while ago, which was take your protest to where it should be, and that yeah. is against the government, yeah. not outside yeah. uh, I mean, a, I mean, a building please. in Ballybrack. I've done it in the past. We've gone stood up. Like outside Leinster houses, stood up in places where it needs to stand up. And trust me, I hate the government. I've said this, I don't know how many times, I hate the government, I hate the guards, 
bloody, I hate the whole bloody system because the whole bloody system is corrupt. Let's be honest about that. It's corrupt. And like what's happening is the guards, like a civil servant, being paid to look after Irish citizens, like, but they're not. What they're doing is they're treating Irish citizens with discontent. Let's be honest about it. I was in court a few years ago. You can hear this one. And an Irish guard had a cheek to put his hand on me. Now, let's be honest about this. If I had been the other way around and I put my hand on him, the first thing he would have done was assault. I asked him to take his hand off me. He was assaulting me. Um, he told me to stay quiet. I told him, take your hand off me. Like, at the end of the day, you've no right to put your hand on me. I'm an Irish citizen. I know my constitutional rights. Get your hands away from me. Right? Now, he looks up at the judge. The judge told him to take his hands off me. He walked away. He sat in the corner. Right? I said it to him afterwards. I said, mate, don't ever put your hand on me again. Um, I said, you've no right to like, put your hand on me. You're a civil servant. You're here to protect me. He said, I'm not here to protect you. I'm here to protect the judge. Now, if that doesn't say a lot, nothing will. So what they're doing is they're protecting their own. Well, they're okay, but, but stay, stay, stay there for one second, if you can, please. Let me go to uh, Elizabeth. You're on Opinions Matter. Hi, Elizabeth. Hey, how you doing? Uh, Elizabeth, what I'm hearing from uh, people like Jared is Irish society is angry and we have yeah. to protest. Yeah, I'm, I'm, and I, I wholeheartedly agree. If you feel, if you feel the laws and legislatures and and the uh, elected officials are doing something that's wrong, they should definitely get up, get together, get organized, and change the law, change the policies, change procedures. That's what they should do. They should take it to the government instead of bashing in people's windows. I mean, that poor man's mother could have been standing there if it would have been months ago. That that is. That is irresponsible and negligent. It they is should absolutely. Never do things like that. Um, and you see, Jared, just to go back to you for a second. With uh, sure. young and and I'm sorry, but there, a lot of the people in Ballybrack Village last night were uh, young scrotes. That's all they were. And I saw them myself throwing fireworks in the middle of Ballybrack Village, which is a sleepy little village with just a crossroads. There's nothing else to it. Um, I'm well aware and, Yeah, and they. Did, and, but hang on, sorry, hang on. The point I'm making is that uh, a group of Concerned citizens. That whole thing was hijacked by a load of scumbags throwing uh, fireworks last night. It was yeah, playing absolutely. football in the middle of the in the middle of the crossroads. But my, my my point is that these young fellas are being egged on. That's the problem. Well, I don't know who's telling you that. Well, I wouldn't say that you were being egged on. I would say what happened was they just seen a protest. They decided they wanted to get involved. So let's have a bit of fun. Let's break a few windows. Let's please, you know. Sorry, Elizabeth, say that again, please. Well, that's silly. It takes little to make bad people make bad decisions. And all they needed was just that little bit of, hey, yes, let's do something bad. Yeah, but let's it's, make not, some it's, noise. Not, it's not the, it's not, it's not the concerned people that are making these people do it. Right? People have choices in life. They can either like, do it or they don't do it. Like, everybody knows bloody right from wrong. Let's be truthful like, about that. And, you know, the kids of today are different to, like, a generation ago. Like, you know, you don't have to do much to get a child to do something nowadays. You don't even have to say nothing to them. They just see something, they'll do it. Like, trust me. Like, I know. I'm a father, like, of 50 years of age with four children. And, like, my, my eldest is 22. My youngest is 10. And, like, my kids act out of character at times. Like, 
I'm, I don't do art and I say art. It's the way of the world. It's the way yeah, of the world. Yeah, but I'm world. hearing, I'm hearing a lot of they, them, those people, and those people, and me. I know, and I'm, it's, it's a fact. You're not and, even Irish, and you're on the show. Why are you on it? Hang on, hang on, Jared, hang on. You're now going to dictate to somebody because of her accent. When you've been living in Ireland and you've seen the corruption that's been going on, then you come back and talk to me. But don't come around with, say, that, this, that, you know. At the end of the day, you don't know going on. Like, you're basically just living there. Like, like, well, actually, uh, uh, Jared, uh, hang on for a second. Hang on, hang on, hang uh, on, Jared. Uh, I want to, I want to play. Freeloader. Sorry, who, who's a freeloader? I, I'm a freeloader. They, they are all freeloaders. No, so I don't pay yeah, my taxes. You, you're Jared, a Jared, what do you, Jared, Jared, what do you work at, Jared? Where do you work? I, I, work as a, I work as a mechanic. Mm. What, con- I, what country I, I, do you I, I, work I, I, in, Jared? Yeah, I do. Jared, what country do you work in? What country do I live in? Uh, work in? It's yeah. none of your business. Oh, okay. Lawyers, that's all you need to know. No, but you, you already I'm said. You, and hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on for one second. Hang I am on. Lawyers, that's I'm, all you I'm need aware to know. of that, but you already said earlier on on this podcast here in the UK. So I'm assuming you're in yeah, the UK. Yes. So you're you're a foreigner in that country. So hang on. You're free. No, I'm not living in the country. <laughs> Hello. Hang on. Hello. So hang on. You're freeloading. You're freeloading off King Charles. Is that what you're doing? You're freeloading off King Charles. Well, I, when you listen to what I'm fucking saying, Adrian, or Luke, you know, I'll hang up. So you don't At pay Irish day, taxes. I'm, 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 here, I'm here because of family. Like one of my family members died yesterday. Okay, I'm not living here. I'm like here because of my family. And you think Elizabeth? My, my, you think you my, think my, my, my cousin? My cousin died of cancer oh. yesterday. Okay, I'm right? sorry. I'm sorry to hear that, but you had no right to, to, to talk to Elizabeth the way you did Connor Freeloader. The woman works for a living. What's the error of freeloaders? They're all going there to freeload oh off the government because the state is giving them free money and free houses. Free <laughs> so Elizabeth, you, gold Elizabeth, do you get loads of free, free money and free houses? No, I, I have a mortgage, I have mortgage on my house that I paid taxes on. Go on out that. Okay, Jared, if you're not even going to let, let the woman... If you're not even, everything for free. No. Elizabeth, did you get everything for free? I pay two mortgages. I paid for my mother-in-law's house, who is Irish. Thank you very much. My husband is Irish. I pay this mortgage here on this house, and I pay my taxes. I pay... I have two mortgages. Thank you. I, I bought my mother-in-law's house because she couldn't afford the rates anymore or the interest that went up. So I went and I financed her house and I've been paying it because she can't afford <laughs> yeah. it. Well, well, lawyers, people can't get a, a, foot on, a step on the ladder with the boy house. You people are coming in and buying it from around us. You people. Like, hell, you people. Like, oh, where do you think home. I get my money? You are not welcome. Go here. home. Go you home. All, yeah. like, you don't need to go home. You all need to go home. Elizabeth. I have an Irish child. I have two Irish children in this house. Uh, I have an Irish husband. I don't care what you have. That doesn't you see, make uh, 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 Jared, hang on, Jared, they all need to go home. Does that apply then to all the thousands of Irish people that live in Australia or the States or Canada or wherever they are? Do they all well, need to come home? All the Irish people in like, Australia and New Zealand and the States and the whole world will go home. If these people have got out of their country. But here, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Jared, you know. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to end this conversation because you you know nothing about this lady Elizabeth, and you have picked on her just because she happens to have an American sounding accent. That's enough for you to call her a freeloader and tell her to go home. They're all freeloaders. Okay.
<laughs> Elizabeth, stop freeloading, will you? Oh, I definitely will stop paying my taxes. It could only happen on this podcast where a freeloader himself calls the freeloader a freeloader. No, Elizabeth's not a freeloader. No, no he's a freeloader calling you a freeloader. Someone who, I mean, that fool doesn't even realise um, when he goes into a restaurant that the only way he'll be served is if we have people coming into this country to, to fill those jobs. The only way he can use Facebook is because Facebook is based in Dublin and hires thousands of people who come into the country that cannot, we cannot find uh, people to fill jobs in this country. Does he realise that? Let me go back to the uh, Ballybrack protest uh, last night. And this uh, lady sent us a message and she was uh, there last night. We're calling this lady Jackie. Have a listen to this. Basically, I went up last night for a nose and it was just a bunch of scumbags blocking the road, jumping on car bonnets, setting off fireworks. One of these lads were about 15, 16. I'd say they don't even know how to spell refugees. Never mind, but wonder what they're protesting for. Um, these they drove through, they wouldn't let her um, drive through, made her turn her car, and she could hardly turn her car, the space was so tight. There was buses that got delays, they were throwing bottles of fans, it was just absolutely crazy. They, I just actually think they were looking for something to do because they're all unemployed at Scumbag Sports. Um, but, yeah, so it got pretty boring near the end, they just decided to play football in the middle of the road and block the roads, and the guards stood there twiddling their thumbs and doing absolutely nothing. Voted Irish Current Affairs Podcast of the Year. It's Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. Curtis, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Curtis? All right, how's it going? Good, thanks, Curtis. What did you want to say on this? Uh, smashing up buildings as a way of protesting against a building possibly being used for asylum seekers. Yeah, are they the poor Ukrainian women and children? Uh, I don't know, because we haven't even confirmed that the building is being used for uh, asylum seekers. Yeah, but I assume it's just the poor women and children. I just want to ask, lads, how many people do you think share the same views as used to? Meaning what? Meaning, like, everyone's just a scumbag. If they're, Everyone's far right if they go against these people because they have some sort of ethnic shield around okay, them. Hey, well, uh, let's just go back. Let's just go, hang on for one second. Let's just go back, for example. No. Hang on. Why don't you answer no, no, the no, question? Uh, uh, Will you just listen to me for one second? That last caller okay. really showed his true colours when he to- told yeah, a woman... I'm on the phone now, not him. Okay, but... I'm on the phone. Hang on, so hang on. So you, 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 How many people think share the same views as you and Jeremy that everybody's just a scumbag fill up the words far right scumbag you can hear him in the video saying everybody keep it peaceful and is it going to just degrade him and that, and hang, on, hang, on, hang on for one second hang on for one second that's only the bit of the video that I played there was another bit of that video that I didn't play because it, I, 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 because it could be deemed incitement to hatred okay that's why I didn't play it I edited that bit out Right, so he's made him look bad and he didn't even show the bit that made him look bad. No, 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 I actually made him look good. I actually made him look good, but anyway. How many people share the same opinion as you two, do you really think? Hang on, hang on. Okay, do you think many people listening to us right now think, no, shut up for a second, that people think that just because a woman has an American accent, she should piss off out of the country? That's what your man said a minute ago. Yeah, but that's a different dude. You're on the phone to me now, Adrian. That's that's the sort of narrative. That is the sort of narrative that I... Hang on. Don't answer the question with a question. 
the sort of yeah, narrative that, that I despise is somebody saying, get out of the country because you've got because you're slightly different to the rest of us. That's what, so that's what I heard. Has, if someone turns around and says, oh, we need to house Irish people first, is that far away and racist? No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that, but, no, uh, but hang on. The sort of hatred that is being developed around foreigners in this country is what I'm talking about. The anger that people are feeling, I understand to a large extent the anger that people are feeling, uh, the anger that our asylum seeker is being uh, asylum seeker system is being abused, that people are arriving into the country with no passports. I understand all of that anger. My issue is how the anger is being directed. That's all. So how how should we direct the anger? Stand outside Leinster House and protest against the government instead of lobbing bricks through the window of an innocent councillor, for example. How are we going to do that? We walk Monday to Friday and then uh, they don't here, come out. There was, a load of, here, there was a lot of people in Ballybrack Village yesterday afternoon weren't working. They were there. They were able to gather in, in Ballybrack Village oh, yesterday. I scumbags. I said so some, of the, peop- I said some of the people that were in the village you yesterday were scum. The point I'm trying to make, Curtis, is that the anger is being directed in the wrong place. I know, but you aren't helping. Oh, no, you're going to turn the anger on, sorry, the, on the you, Irish people yourself. You just said, I know. You just said, I know. The anger is being directed in the wrong place. Smashing up a building in Ballybrack Village achieves nothing. Nothing whatsoever. Well, it's achieved awareness. You guys are having a full podcast about it now. I I'm sorry, I just, wanna, I, just wanna, I just wanted to throw a question out to you there. You said at the start of this... Curtis, you said, you said at the start of this, do, do you think many people agree with your opinion, Adrian Jeremy? What's our opinion? With your views on no, the no, way... No, no, yeah, yeah, no actually, no, that's a very good question. Right. No, but I just want to know what, what my views are. You tell me what my views are. That everybody's far-right scumbag. No, never. No, no, no. Not need views. to come in the Ukrainian women and children. No, nope. uh, everybody. Uh, one of the, the things I said a moment. Hang on. One of the things I said a minute ago, Curtis, is I understand why people are angry about our asylum system being abused. No, about pe- hang on. About people. About people arriving into the country. Hang on. And you're going to downplay everybody. You just talk bad about Irish no, people. No, no, no. Because fifty thousand people online, and you just say. Oh, the poor refugees. Who the said poor that? Refugees. Who said that? Again, who said that? Are you that's, that's to Curtis, I've just out, said man, to you, I'm as pissed... Hang on, I'm as pissed off as everybody else is that we have people arriving into this... Hang on. That we have people arriving into this country with no passport. They rip it up in Heathrow Airport or on the plane and they arrive with nothing. That's it's, wrong. That's I, wrong. I find it unbelievable that they're even let into the country. Curtis won't hear okay? you saying that, though. But he's he, not hearing me. No, he's not hearing that. He will only hear what, what he wants to hear. Um, the point is, Curtis, you said at the start that... What do I want to hear? Well, no, I asked you a question. You have Hang on, Curtis. I asked you a question. I asked you a question. You haven't been able to give me a simple answer. I asked you a question and that was, you said at the start, do you think the majority of people agree with your views Adrian Jeremy and I asked you and I threw it back at you and I said what views do you think we have and you haven't been able to answer that question listen listen clearly right now you're going to hear me I think that the two of you guys deep down know that this is all wrong that they're not far right Irish scumbags but just betray it in a certain way oh no sorry no no no, 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 there, there no, are sorry. some far right no, Irish scumbags no, hang, about, hang on hang on hang on a second anybody scumbags? anybody that pushes a narrative anybody Curtis that pushes the narrative right. that our women aren't safe and they're all going to be raped if we let foreign nationals in that is a far right Hitler tried that uh, and turned people against the Jews in the 1930s that is a far right 
a far right uh, ideology. And the problem with the far right, Curtis is, and I'm not saying you're far right, by the way, but the problem with the far right uh, is that they don't realise they're far right because they believe that their opinions um, are well, sacrosanct. Not well, they are far. They are far. So, well, do, do, you so, so do, well, no, far right don't believe they're... Don't, far, do, do, sorry, if you had have gone up to Hitler in 1939, Curtis, and said, Hitler, how are you, Mr. Hitler? Are you racist? What do you think his answer would have been? Nine. 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 No, no, no. Answer the, answer the question. Answer the question. Did, did, did Hitler know he was a racist? Yeah, obviously. Of no, course he, he did. didn't. No, he, he didn't. Talked about white supremacy, you yes, idiot, but, but man. He had about you, had you, had you have gone up to? Oh my God! Just, you idiot, man. And like, you see, are you, you not listening? Oh, you, you know. Do you seriously not think Hitler knew he was a racist, man? Are you stupid, like seriously? Can't deal with this. I just just can't. Stay there for a second. I yeah, want to bring in some more calls on this. 085-825-2626 is our uh, WhatsApp number. Evan, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Evan? Oh, I'm gone, thanks. Okay. Um, you, um, you sent us a message there a while ago. What were you saying in it? Uh, so pretty much I was making the point now. Now, I'm absolutely in favour of freedom of speech. I love freedom of speech. I oppose any attempt to restrict it, provided it isn't going into the grounds of violence. But what we've seen with these protests now over God, God knows how long they've been going on now, is the leaders of these protests, be it, you know, people who have come out of nowhere, who are getting funding from the British Fair Right, or these citizen journalists who just happen to be gone beans that know how to use Facebook Live. These people are inciting violence, they're stoking anger and using people's rightful anger towards this government for their own means. And what are what are those means, in your opinion? What are they doing this for? I, I feel like they do want to implement... Well, these people, the likes of Philip Dwyer, of course, Philip Dwyer used to belong to the National Party. The National Party has been, since its inception, scapegoating immigrants and foreigners, be, be it people have come in legally as well as illegally, they've scapegoated anyone Okay, now, uh, unfortunately, um, there have been uh, countless examples, thousands of examples, uh, that almost, and I'm not saying they do, but almost justify the sort of narrative that we've been hearing. And that is, and the one thing that bothers me about our system here, is that thousands, and I mean thousands, who have arrived into this country uh, without any documentation at all. Um, who I, I actually spoke personally to a guy a couple of weeks ago who ripped up his own passport on the plane coming into Dublin. Okay, He ripped it up, he destroyed it, arrived into this country with no documentation, and he's now walking around the streets. I have an issue with that, and I think that that sort of thing happening is fueling these far-right people. I, I agree, Adrian, and here's the thing. I and I do disagree with the government on a lot of the decisions they've made now with regard to international protection. But the problem, and I, if anything, I think this government wants us to target our anger towards refugees as opposed to towards this government. But we need a complete overhaul of the refugee system. We need to abolish direct provision as it stands today. We need to implement a new system that people will have their cases heard within a reasonable amount of time because we have people living in direct provision for several years raising children in direct provision. So we need to overhaul that system, streamline it, so that people who are in need of international protection have that approved and can stay here safely. But people that are trying to change the system and people who should be coming here through normal immigration avenues are rejected. And that once they've exhausted all avenues of appeal, 
and that is the law according to international law and the laws that exist on international protection. Okay, but you, you say you would you would agree that we need to tighten up the system and rapidly to stop people yeah, we need, we arriving into this state with no do- documentation that they destroyed on the Aer Lingus flight from London. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think people should be doing that. And people who do that, I think they are trying to hide where they're coming from, that they would be better off coming into Ireland as economic migrants and coming through legal avenues rather than trying to chance the refugee system. But the problem is, is that this is now being used to target all foreigners. And we've seen this, the racist boil being used to attack anyone who happens to be foreign. Sure, you're one who was on the show, sorry, who was calling who's in American. a yeah. few minutes ago <laughs> just because she had a foreign accent. Your man started attacking her. Mm. Sorry, can I, just, can I just address a point? Sorry for cutting across you there, Evan, from, you know, Steve okay. Adams. Steve Adams is a person who follows on Facebook all the time. It's a fake account. That's not his name, but he set up a fake account. He says, lads, your show has been, sh- oh, sorry, his message is gone. You'd have to pull it up there. Uh, lads, your show has been shown up today. Um, can you continue the, the comment there? You have pushed false callers. False callers. And co- are you a false caller, Evan? Just to confirm, no, are you false? I, no, I, good, good. Just checking, hang no, on. I, I'm a genuine fan of the show, and I thought to call in because unfortunately it seems that most of the people calling in haven't a fucking clue yes, what Yes, exactly. Talking. Okay, well, anyway, uh, sorry, he said you have pushed false callers and cut people off when uh, telling the truth on how the Irish people actually feel. Really bad luck for you. Can I just say to Steve Adams, Steve Adams... So can I say a, something that I couldn't say to him if this was radio? Piss off. Yeah. There you go. Um, there you here's, go. here's the thing, Steve Adams, or if that's really your name. Um, you will not hear... And this is the beauty of this podcast. You will not hear the sort of views that you've heard on this podcast yeah. on any bloody radio show in the Republic of Ireland. You just won't. Yeah. So rather than uh, slamming us, you should actually be praising us because we're actually allowing people um, to air their opinion. And yes, and they're not going to be unchallenged. And also, the, the arrogance of you to think that just because there's a caller on that you don't agree with that it's, that it's a fake caller. Which caller was fake? If you can give us the name of the caller, we'll get them back on to see if they were fake or not. And secondly, and finally, um, you've been invited onto the show. You've been invited on for many of our topics that we've talked about. We've messaged you and asked you to come on. But you won't come on because you're full of shit. There you go. Thank you. Let me go to line three, and that yeah, is... Sorry, no- sorry, Evan, just before you go, I'll, I'll send you that 50 quid now that I'm paying you to come on and, and sp- push the narrative. Uh, yeah, you okay. can send that to me on Revolut, Jeremy. Revol- <laughs> I don't have 50 quid in my Revolut account. Neither do I. Good to talk to you. Thanks very much indeed. Uh, Nolene, you're on Opinions Matter. Hi, Nolene. Hi, lads. How are you? Uh, good, thanks, Nolene. What did you want to say on this, please? I think the reason these protests are coming, turning um, nasty is because I was part of a peaceful protest in Mullingar, Colombian barracks, where there was two buses of male refugees from the age of 17 to 45 brought into Mullingar. We stood for days upon days, 24 hours, stopping these buses. We stopped the buses, and then the guards got involved. And we were treated like absolute dirt. There's actually a part in some of the papers um, was seen where one of them was given as a gesture about cutting our throat out through the gates of Colombian barracks. What's happening is the government are not listening to us Irish people. I have no issue with anybody coming into the country that ha- is in wars 
and stuff like that. It was supposed to be two buses of women and children. The two buses arrived and they were full to the brim of men. Just to the finest, let me add. There was no with gold rings and gold chains and the whole lot. So I think that's the reason why these protests are turning nasty because the government's not listening. I mean, how many okay, people... But, uh, but, I, but the argument here is, uh, Nolan, that turning the anger on a building in Ballybrack Village isn't going to st- uh, solve the problem because that building will be patched up again uh, during yes, the week. It's uh, not solving the problem. But the thing is, the people of Ireland, and I'm only speaking from who I have stood shoulder by shoulder in Mullingarwit, we are frustrated that we're not being listened to. It's like you and your, the way we look at it, Mullingar is a lovely piece of town. We have had no problems. Since the refugees have been allowed into the barracks, there has been robberies. There was a woman walking home from work and a, a, a person can't say what nationality was, grabbed her handbag. Like, I'm not saying we don't, we don't have to start just, crime uh, in yeah, I, was just, I was just about to say that. Yeah, it's not like a handbag yeah. was never no, robbed in Mullingar before. In, no, no, it has increased major. Like, I won't let my 15-year-old daughter walk to school during the year for the fear. Okay, it's, but it's, the, 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 the fear that a lot of people have, uh, the fear that a lot of people have is, is these protests turning nasty, smashing up buildings, throwing bricks through the window of a councillor's uh, family home with his 78-year-old dad in no, the sitting room. But that is, but that's the way it's gone. That's the way it's going, because and it's horrible. Some people are getting frustrated because there's nothing being listened to. I mean, if you go, if I went to flight to even the UK and I didn't have a passport, I'm not getting out of this country on a Ryanair flight. So why is it that there was not? Customs are something to say. Where's your passport? Oh, yeah, I, I, have say, I have to say, I have to say, Nolan. I've said I've banged this drum for a number of months now. I totally agree. And as I said, I had a one-on-one conversation with a guy that brazenly boasted about how he yeah. ripped his passport up uh, coming into the country. I only spoke to him myself uh, a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Like women, I, women I have a major, yeah, I have a major, major problem with that. Just the clothes on their back. Yeah, no, no. And their these men that came into the barracks, and what sickened us was, when they did eventually into the barracks in the, in the middle of the night, they were not happy with the sleeping arrangements. Mm. They weren't happier that they were outside carers for in. The Mullingar Columbian barracks was closed a good couple of years ago because they couldn't afford for soldiers to keep their jobs there. And then all of a sudden, like the march, the part where they marched, where the army used to march, was a sacred ground. It was kicked off. It was still gone. Do you know what I mean? So why is it that, in my view, and I don't care, I, people can call me a far out wherever they want, I have no problem standing shoulder to shoulder peacefully. And we stood our hands in the air saying peaceful protest. But the guards still came in. They still grabbed the 62-year-old woman who was, who was a cancer survivor and threw her on the ground. They knocked the pregnant woman over. You know what I mean? And still okay. the two yeah, again, again, this comes back to uh, my belief that we are targeting our anger in the wrong places against the wrong people. This anger should, no, no this anger anger should be directed at the government. This anger should there was no be... Anger, no, hold on. There was absolutely no anger in Mullingar. It was a peaceful protest. The guys actually went. We had a tent where the night shift used to stay. And yeah, but, it, it, but, 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 but sorry, sorry no Nolan, Nolan, why were you there in the first place? Anger. It stopped me. Yeah. No, it wasn't anger. It was protect our children. Protect <laughs> our children and protect everybody else's children. From grown-ass <laughs> men who could leave a country with a big iPhone and gold rings and gold chains and coming to our country. Again, again, targeting that anger, uh, and it is anger, I don't care what word you want to use, but targeting that anger at individual people is not going to solve this. Oh, 
we were, but why then? So what? We go up and stand outside Lynch House. Correct. And, and the government And, and, and stand no, there for no, as long as it takes. No. There's no anger. There was no anger at that protest. But the guards who were supposed to protect the Irish people and the people of Ireland took a, a, a step forward. And, and were, they were the ones that the said They were the ones that shoot a pregnant woman on the ground. They were the ones that went and took the train and stamped on it in Mullingar. Okay, again, you, you keep saying there's no anger. All I'm hearing is anger. That's all I'm hearing. I want to squeeze in, um, Nolan, because I'm, I'm way out of time. I want to squeeze in a few more messages. We were talking originally about uh, the protest in Ballybrack. Uh, Jess is originally from the Brack. Hi, lads. Um, as you know, I'm originally from Ballybrack. Um, and I think the protesting is brilliant, what they're doing, and they're trying to keep these people out of the area. Um, but I don't condone the violence that's been given towards uh, not only the actual property, but the um, local residents as well. There was people trying to get in and out that actually lived in Ballybrook. Um, and now there's been an attack on one of the local councillors, um, which I think is disgusting. Um, his 78-year-old father was in the home when his window would come in on top of him, um, and I just don't think that's really appropriate to be happening. Um, but apart from that, the people that were there to try peacefully protest, um, thumbs up for them. Uh, they're the ones that are trying to keep the little area safe. Um, and, yeah, other than that, the rest of it I don't condone, absolutely not. I think it's disgusting. All right, thanks very much indeed, uh, Jess, for your message. This is Dee. Hey, I'm I'm a, an expat. I moved to USA, and I can say for one reason, it wasn't for asylum seekers. Um, Nigerians had, ha- had started to arrive. Um, it was the late 90s, uh, 2000s. And I left, but I left for various reasons, and it wasn't for asylum seekers. In fact, there was a lady and her little girl on the bus, and the hate, start, the hate talk was starting. Don't give them visas, blah, 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 blah. And I wanted to teach my little girl that there is no difference between between um, uh, anybody in this world. I'm glad I did because now I'm an expat. I'm I'm the alien in the USA. I'm the uh, person that's looking for uh, citizenship in the USA. But um, it, it has nothing to do, we leave Ireland for various reasons, um, jobs, love, money, whatever. It, I, I'd say a small minority leave for asylum seekers. Uh, we're not that small-minded. So um, I would say to Jared that these kids will grow up because the government's not going to do what you tell them to do. They're just not going to do it. And these kids will grow up and they will stick together and now you're forming gangs. You're forming gangs that will start to go against your children. You're putting your children at risk. You, not the asylum seekers because acceptance would stop the gangs you're creating gangs so uh i look forward to the next 20 years when these kids are all grown up and they they react to the hate that they saw as they came into this country and you're one of the causes of it Thank you very much. That's a brilliant message, uh, D. Thanks very much indeed. Um, this message came in from Elaine. It says, I agree with uh, Adrian. He's hit the nail on the head. Most people want to help genuine refugees, but it's the ones that rip up their passports and the border policing just goes out the window. That is the issue most people have with what's going on. And that is my main issue. Let me leave the last word on this to uh, Curtis. Here you are, Curtis. You just love saying far right. So I'm going to ask you the question: Who is the biggest far right activist in Ireland? 
Well, we're not going to... Okay, I'm not going to start naming people that could possibly sue us for saying that they're far-right, but you will know that there are several far-right political parties in Ireland. Uh, the Irish National Party will be one, wouldn't they? Uh, the Irish Freedom Party would be another. They would be far-right parties, so leave it up to yourself to work out. But here's the one thing I will leave you with, uh, Curtis, one fact, that um, none of the far-right parties have ever had uh, someone um, voted in. Have they? Is there one being one TB, TD no. aligned to the... So what does that tell you, Curtis? If not one far-right politician has managed to get enough votes to get into government, what does that tell you? Thank you for listening to this latest Opinions Matter podcast with Adrian and Jeremy. If you enjoyed the podcast, please hit subscribe or follow. Click on the little bell icon on Spotify. And if you have friends or family who live in the Ballybrack area, tag them on uh, social media with a copy of this podcast so that they can hear the extremely lively debate we just had about the uh, protest turning bad in uh, Ballybrack Village over the last couple of days. Thank you very much indeed for listening. I'm Adrian, he's Jeremy, and we will catch you on the next Opinions Matter. If you've anything you want us to debate, WhatsApp us 085-825-2626. We'll catch you on the next one.